I want to dedicate the class today to the memory of uh, Lazer Shlomo Ben Leib Chaim. Lazer Shlomo Ben Leib Chaim. Uh, he's actually still in the Shloshim. Um, so if anybody wishes to uh, do this special mitzvah of comforting the mourners, you can still say Yamoki Menachem Eschem on your way out later on from Shul. Uh, that's a special mitzvah, and it's uh, certainly uh, uh, something which makes the other person feel better. So that's something we should do. Just a very briefly, a brief idea on today's portion. Uh, actually, it was yesterday's portion. We started learning. We learned, we know that a Kohen uh, is not permitted to touch a body. That's why if you've seen, sometimes when you go to the cemetery, the Kohens don't go inside into the uh, actual cemetery. They stay outside. And that's based on the verse that we were reading in the Parsha yesterday, <coughs> that a Kohen is not permitted to be Metami. Now, there's an exception to that. And a very important exception, which has a tremendous lesson. It says there's an exception, as Rashi points out right away, in the very simple meaning. He says that what happens if we're talking about a mace mitzvah? Fortunately, occasionally it'll happen a situation where a person dies and he has nobody to take care of him, nobody to take care of the body. My father, Olav Shalom, may he rest in peace, used to tell me that when he was in uh, the difficult time during the Second World War, and they were in, in, in Russia, and the people were hungry, and it was uh, all kinds of sicknesses, uh, typhus and malaria, and all kinds of sicknesses. And people would, fly, would die like flies in the, in, the, in the street. And the problem was that there was nobody even to take care, nobody to bury them. It was just, you know, it was just so many. And uh, he and some others undertook the, uh, the job to at least try to find graves and make a kosher burial for these people. That's called a meis mitzvah. A meis mitzvah means somebody who nobody else will take care of and he's lying there by himself. So even a kohen, that is very holy, is supposed to be pure. We tell the kohen, not only are you allowed to, but it's a mitzvah. It's your obligation. If there's nobody else to do it, even though it means that you're going to be defiled and you're a kohen, you may be such a special high person. But if there is nobody else to do the job, then you have to go down from your level, you have to defile yourself, and you have to make sure that you do what is necessary to bury and bring that Jewish person to burial. In a certain level, when we all have, we have loved ones, we have the people that did so much for us during our lifetimes, they raised us, they gave us life, and we feel a lot of times, especially sometimes distances, sometimes we don't live next to our parents, sometimes we didn't have the opportunity uh, during a lifetime, we didn't have the opportunity to actually, as much as we would love to be there with them, to, to serve them, to make their lives easier, to make them happier, because of various different things that happen. And then, after their passing, sometimes we find it an opportunity at least what we can do is to remember these people by saying Kaddish, by coming to shul, by doing things in the memory of their souls, sort of to try to give back a little bit. You know, sometimes there's families where there are several boys or, you know, go to shul and they say Kaddish. But sometimes in a family, there's only one that will possibly uh, come to shul. So with regards to their father, the father is like, becomes like a mace mitzvah. Because who's going to say Kaddish for him? I mean, it's, uh, it's wonderful for another person to say Kaddish, but for a child, 
it says that a child has the power to help their father in the world of truth, in the Olam Haba, and help him along with his situation where he's up there. And when it comes to a person, it's called a mitzvah, it's a mace mitzvah, because if we don't say Kaddish for him, if the close one, who else is going to say Kaddish? So therefore, um, it's a very special privilege, and it's a special zechut for a person to come, and it's a special way to remember somebody who we loved, somebody who we cared about, somebody who cared about us, and somebody we cared about, and it's a very, very special zechut, and it's not to be taken lightly. Of course, sometimes it's difficult, the timing, the obligations, uh, we think that we live in a free country, but we're just so <laughs> tied up with all of our different things that we need to do with obligations and various different things that we almost feel like we're in slavery over here. <laughs> we can't get out. We can't get do what we really want to do. So, but comes a time when there's a mace mitzvah, you got to stop everything that you're doing. You got to stop. You got to say, you know what, put a hold on it and um, want to extend our best wishes from our congregation came to Davin today. We extend you a welcome, a warm welcome. If you ever feel the need, no pressure, but whatever, whatever you feel comfortable. But if you feel comfortable, we'd love to have you over here. Sometimes you can get a double mitzvah. Not only say Kaddish, but you actually help make the minyan too. So, so, you, so that's it. You get a double, a double mitzvah. And most of the time, I can say, pretty comfortable that we, we do get the minyan. You know, those are, so it's, you know, it's Baruch Hashem. But in any event, uh, so the soul of uh, Lazer Shlomo ben Ben Leib Chaim should have an aliyah and should bring Zayna uh, Guta better, beseech her above in heaven for you and for the family, for health, for happiness, for success, and only blessings for you and for the whole Mishpacha. And like I said before, may you be comforted together with all those that mourn Zion in Jerusalem and know of no more sorrow. Now we'll do Mark.